events occur between 9 10 p.m. and who knows how when <laughs> tonight in addition to a rant about world of warcraft's chance success we will also have a round table about guild leadership have you ever found yourself in a guild or better yet have you ever found yourself as the ineffective indecisive and improbable leader of a guild all the time. If so, this episode's for you. We can't Thrust wait. Thrust into leadership. Yes. Thrust. <laughs> like Noah. <laughs> we can't wait to talk about you. And also, tonight's word is... Regurgitate. Or any variation of, of regurgitation. You could say regurgitation, throw up, vomit, upchuck. upchuck, girl. But mostly regurgitate. Girl. But, most, but mostly we're looking for Duke. regurgitation. Or regurgitated. And with any luck, we'll say it 24 times. I think we just did. <laughs> we may have <laughs> I mean, I didn't count. We can, we can aspire to those heights. Hosting tonight is a full panel. Four guys. Mark, Jason, Jim, and Noah. Would you call us a blue ribbon panel? <laughs> Perhaps a full Only if we're drinking Pabst. <laughs> I'm just asking. Pabst Blue Ribbon. EBR. But before all that exciting content, we're going to be going over what we've been playing. And we might have a little twig for you. Let's roll. Big twig. So let's talk about what we've been playing in the last week. For me, I've actually had lots and lots and lots of console gaming time. You got to go first. He it's usually controls because the spice <laughs> controls the universe. Usually it's like usually I, I pick someone at random, Mark. A- and then they're like Oh crap! I'm not ready to talk. I've been doing that. I've been so trying to condition him to put me last at all. Consider times. this your chance to prepare yourself before it's your turn. Yeah. Sorry about the interruption. Oh, it's you all right. Know. It's all right. Uh, you just threw that up. Or regurgitate. <laughs> like tossing cookies. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let me regurgitate for you my week in gaming. Thank you. My personal week in gaming. No news developments. No press releases. I've had people over, different friends over. I don't know, four or five nights, subjecting all of them to Rock Band. (laughs) Since I know we won't be playing it on Saturday. No. I have to get my I'm done. We have to. I'm done. I agree. I'm done. (laughs) I agree. You can use your newfound Guitar Hero 3 skills. I got got Mad Guitar Hero 3 skills I'm done. I'm not coming. (laughs) (laughs) That game makes me want to Ralph. Girl. (laughs) Lose my lunch. 
If you guys are burnt out on it, you should try starting like five new bands in a row and playing the same new We've songs done every single time. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but did you always try out with a cover of Weezer every time? Well, Weezer wasn't around back in our heyday. <laughs> Mostly ACDC. Probably Born to be Wild. Yeah, Born to Step be Wild. Of. The extended remix. <laughs> <laughs> no one will expect it if the bass player solos here for 12 minutes. Sorry. So what else besides what rock else band did you do did you to your hapless victims? I actually got some good time in with a game called Eternal Sonata, which I've mentioned before. It's a oh yeah, an RPG based founded on Chopin you on his deathbed. talked about this last time. Yes. Move on. That was my summary. I'm done. <laughs> I also have played some Mass Effect <laughs> and like... some Dead Rising, and I played a little bit of Portal, and that game is incredibly compulsive. So you've got the orange box for the 360, 360 and you yeah. got to play Portal on a giant TV. That must be cool. Yeah, you well, you know the graphics aren't, of course, as sharp as yeah. they are on a computer monitor. And I jumped into Team Fortress to see some of the presentational stuff that you like about mm-hmm. it. But I'm not sure. It seems like it might be a little stripped down. There's no videos of characters and stuff like that. It's just like it's a menu. Start an Xbox Live game or start a local Xbox Live game. That's it. No way. Yeah, it's kind of lame. I'm not sure if that's just a constraint of it being on a console or not. That sucks. And I played some Phoenix Wright, my lawyer game. How's the mullet coming? (laughs) It's almost fully grown. Ah, I'm on the last case. (laughs) He's actually dead, he, or he almost died. He fell off a bridge. Potential spoiler. Or yeah. wait. <clears throat> well, I guess it already happened. Spoiler. <laughs> Post-production post spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and that sums up the highlights of my gaming experiences. How about you, Jim? I didn't do a lot of gaming. I went, like, old school and uh, played some Dead or Alive on the Xbox. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, now, did was... you adjust the boob buoyancy factor? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that really? That's my boy. Age 99 <laughs> boobs. That's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah, it's funny as hell. I did that, and I played about 15 minutes of Titan Quest with Mark. What? And it was the best Titan Quest playing <laughs> ever. Jeez. What happened? Uh, my nephew started crying. Oh, oh baby. Once again, relegated to dad duties. Baby Quest took over Titan baby Quest. Baby Quest took over. Exactly. Yep. Diaper Did Quest. Did you level up with another uh, diaper change? I am a level 54 father. <laughs> at the point where I can soon take a career branch between deadbeat dad and good dad. So have you, have you decided 60. which path you're going to follow yet? I'll try good dad. I thought yeah. there was a yard horticulturist as a third option. Oh, there is that. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that one. That's the that's the secret unlockable one. That you have to do some other stuff previous to that to get unlocked, and I never did it. I think you have to go through a raid dungeon or something. Yeah, I didn't do that. Armed with nothing but shears. Yeah. So. And garden gloves. And a passion for gardening. Mean <laughs> thumb. Was that all, was that all that you were able to get in? Uh, actually, well, pretty much. I also got onto City Heroes and played about a half an hour with the worst pickup group I've ever been on. So. Yay! But oh, happened? How did it? How did it? It implode? was just, Or did you quit before you let it? I implode? quit. I just got so frustrated. I was just like, oh god. Well, were you just face planning like every five N- seconds? No, nobody would like. Like we in thirty minutes, we didn't even accomplish one mission. 
like it, did you guys start a mission? It was the leadership. Yes, we started. Well, it was the leadership. It issue. was like a mission that had already been cleared by the leader. She like gathered all these people, and we went on this mission, and like there are no hordes anywhere. And we <laughs> ran and ran, and she just got us together to kill the boss at the end. Was she pointing out landmarks? She didn't tell anyone. Points of interest along the way. <laughs> no. Here you'll find she the second talk. elevator. That's where I face planted. It was just uh, that is pretty ass. lame. And then the other people were yeah. Anyway. Well, I won't bore you. No wonder it was only 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I got so frustrated, I was like, I don't even want to play anymore. Yeah, sometimes pickups pick groups are just they're just disgusting. Yeah. How about you, Jason? Uh, well, man, I'm, I'm a certifiable Guitar Hero 3 addict, I think. Sweet! It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm on that thing all the time. I'm, like, sitting there rocking out. My son Logan's, like, staring up at the screen going, what the hell's going on here, man? All these things <laughs> flying down, you know? All these colors are coming down off the screen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing that. I finally graduated myself to medium mode, so so I've added the fourth finger. Oh, my fourth God. Fourth finger and... <laughs> At first, it started out like so bad. Yeah, that doesn't sound very. Were good, you gentle it? when you added the fourth? Yes, finger? I was. I, I was gentle when I added that fourth finger. <laughs> that could be a bit of a surprise. For <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! This I didn't see that coming. Rated M for sure. <laughs> what we're talking about? This may hurt. This may hurt a little, but yeah, it's something may... you'll get used to. <laughs> In time, you'll come to that's love with the fourth K, that's, what, that's what a little KY jelly. Before. Wait, what? Are, I thought we were what? <laughs> anyway, relax. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what they always tell you before you get the big surprise. The, gu- the guitar is inanimate. I don't understand. <laughs> he anyway. didn't say he added the. He got up to the fourth fret button. He oh, said he the, yeah, the fourth fret. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's what I meant. Um, so anyway, I've been playing a lot of that, um, and I've also been playing EverQuest Two. Which what the? How did yeah, this I happen? know. How did this happen? I don't know. Are I, you playing your? I've um, been trying to. My problem. I've had this problem lately, where I'm just. I'm becoming so bored with MMOs lately. I mean, just <laughs> seriously. You're I, moving I have backwards. I have, yeah, I, yeah. I start when I once <laughs> I started Meridian playing console games again. I've like totally studios. been like perhaps you could totally shunning my my MMO playing time and been st- sticking to my console yeah. and. So I've been trying to find a way to, to get back into MMO gaming. And, you know, of course, I tried Tabla Rasa. Damn. Table the Raisin. You know, yeah, Table the Raisin. That didn't quite work out for it me. It was tabled. And so I started playing some I EverQuest 2, and at first I really didn't care for EverQuest 2. In fact, I think one of our very first podcasts, I You didn't I like your dainty elf necromancer. No, and I didn't like my, <laughs> bat, my dainty elf necro. I loved that story. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, because he looked like a little... He looked like this little boy. <laughs> and then he and gestured dramatically and up pops None of that's changed, but... <laughs> but I, I decided to What's create a different cool? tune, you know, and I... What class? You know, I got a cheap... I got a cheap deal on a copy of, you know, EverQuest 2 with, like, three... Of the expansions, I think. To get on the it. Rise of Kunark bundle? No, that's like a that's like a whole different bundle. I just know these things. I, 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 don't, know. I don't know why I thought that was fun. Anyway, I got it with like, <laughs> the Herald like and Kumar bundle. <laughs> the first three expansions of EverQuest and, uh, So I started playing with it, and you know, I'm finding that I, I kind of really dig it. It's, well, you know, Mark said the same thing when he was getting into his little reports about that. By the way, any, any EverQuest expansion has a simple formula for their name it's verb, 
of the. <laughs> it's true. Um, of of the noun something the something. <laughs> you know, I think every MMO lately has to have a freaking preposition subtitle. Yeah, uh, it's of the blink game. of blink. Yeah, it's totally like the formula. It's so corny. But anyway, I've. Needless to say, I've I've, en- I've enjoyed my stay so far in, in EverQuest 2, um, albeit it's been short. But and, and are you evil or you're in? Uh, I'm, I'm evil, yeah. Oh, what server are you on? Um, I'm. You know what? <laughs> and that, that was the other thing. The other thing that I I decided was I was like, well, you know, I'm sick of you know being on a regular server, even just being on a regular PvP server. <gasps> you didn't go role playing. I did. I you joined a role playing server. Or yeah. I'm there too. And it was like the coolest <laughs> old brother. It was like the coolest <laughs> thing. I, I actually I had a really cool experience. Sweet. I'll just I'll try to make this as short and sweet as I can, but. I, I started a new character, like a dark elf wizard chick, and so I'm I'm in like the starting city area. Always there, the dark in the that new that new city Nariak or whatever it's called. It's an evil city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm hanging out there, and these two these two characters are role playing, and they're role playing. It, it, it sounds like this this guy's hitting on this other dark elf chick, and they're but they're role playing it up and. And he's like, oh, I want to take you for my own or whatever, and and I and I happen to be in their way as they're role playing. Just my 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 tune is in their way, and but while they're trying to role play, and so I, I notice that she <laughs> notices me and she sniffs and she's like, here, come here where it's a little more private. She directs this guy she's talking to, and so they go into this room, you know, and close the door, and so they, but I can still I can still hear them talking. Well, I could see him talking, you know, in the chat window, and so, but so what I do is I walk up to the I walk up to the door and I emote I emote that I press my ear up to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds later, the door flies open, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" And I start to I start to try I try to run around the corner, but I get stuck into I get stuck against some barrels or something like that. And she walks out and she starts talking to me, and she's like, she's like. You have a problem or something like that, but not. I mean, she was still role playing oh, it up, though, which was really funny. And so I started role playing it up with her. I was like, "Who me? No, I was just taking a look around the city, you know." And I role played it up really well, and it was just a really cool, fun little role playing oh, moment. Cool. And I was like, you know, okay, you put maybe. the RP and MMORPG. I did, I did, yeah. you know. And it was kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of cool. It kind of got me back into the old school days of actually role playing in a MMORPG. Yeah. Know. Uh, go figure. Yeah, I I, uh, I started my character there too on that same server because because uh, I saw a bunch of the um, bloggers had characters there. And thought, well, maybe I'll run into some of them. So I did that. But you know, anyway, no. I think it's been a I never it's been a nice change of pace. It's awesome. Well, I think that's great, Jason. You've done two regurgitations. You've regurgitated an old MMO. Yes. And you've regurgitated your old role-playing skills. That's right. God, this makes me want to wretch. <laughs> well, please regurgitate for How us. About you, Mark? What's been going on in your gaming life? Well, before I go into my gaming life, I want to uh, comment on some of my observations from the last podcast, of which I missed some of the the middle parts. Oh, there's no going back. Oh, I always do this stuff. I, I like time. And so the funny we've done this. The funny thing I noticed was I'm sorry, but they've determined that time travel is impossible unless you're. I'm here hero. with my mind. Uh, one thing was that you guys used some observations, and at that point in time, I realized that some of the new games have such complicated titles that to say the abbreviation is actually more effort than to say the freaking name. 
Wow. So I'll start out with Sword of the New World, which is S O T and W. <laughs> or um, Pirates of the Burning Sea, which is P O T B C. And the best one is uh, Wrath S. of the Lich King, which is W O T L K. <laughs> so. Wodka. Wodka. Yeah, so unless, unless you can actually have vodka. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of a funny thing. I was like, man, these are these new these new abbreviations or, or acronyms are like really hard to, to say compared to the actual thing. It's kind I of propose an episode where we talk in Russian accents and use only acronyms. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we could do that. It should be like our next, like our June one or something. It should be this one. Uh, I ju- I'm not from prepared. this point on. <laughs> from, from this point on. Talking Russian I have accent. to get into the mode. I have to... You um, left Russian voicemail for me earlier tonight. I did, actually, yeah. <laughs> for Communist Party you meeting. You talk about goulash. And, and Communist Party meeting. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Comrade, continue. Uh, well, okay, I'll continue. In my, Russian <laughs> accent. I can't do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, but then I, he switches to, like, do it or dying. Austrian... Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Yeah, that's my yeah, problem. Like Unless I'm prepared. Slip, like, you slip accents worse than Kevin Costner. Yeah, except <laughs> oh, I don't get paid millions. <laughs> so I'll take that as a compliment. Um, the other uh, funny observation I had was that um, in the last podcast, you made mention of my singing. And uh, and specifically, it made... Like, I don't have a lot of memories from that point when I was actually singing to make um, Jim play rock band, but I... I do remember trying to sing Black Hole Sun, and I, I do remember it not sounding the way I wanted, but, <laughs> you know, it's just a low blow Black to make fun of my singing. I don't think that was No. We were making, I, no, I, 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 I recall that conversation, and we were just surprised that you did sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I am very shy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny thought. No, I, I applaud you for your efforts. <laughs> I can't find the note. It's it was there. so... I got the perfect zero, come to think of it. No, you didn't. No, it was, no, it was no, faulty. It was faulty equipment. But yeah. I should still put a screenshot. That was hilarious, though. I don't know that anyone has ever achieved that low of a score. But, it, okay, so back to your question. What I played... <laughs> I've, I've only been playing World of Warcraft, except for the 15-minute thing with Jim... Uh, <laughs> Once you got rid of him, was back to <laughs> I'll say it's the baby crying, but actually, <laughs> World of Warcraft is calling. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, I was really into the Titan Quest and session. It sucked. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing World of Warcraft. I started. Uh, I I I got a uh, alliance character up to seventy, which I complained about like nonstop, and so decided to switch over to Horde and go back to my roots and my peeps. And uh, the horde, so, bitches. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm back to my evil that's horde ways and having a just, having oh, a really sorry. good time. So you know, there's a there's somebody who drives an SUV at my apartment complex, and they've had written and white shoe paint shoe polish on their car for like a month for the horde, F the alliance, dagger spine on what all the? their windows. Yeah. So my nerdometer just went off. I mean, I don't even know what I mean, dagger spine in is. In this room, it's pretty bad, but but <laughs> <laughs> but that that is a whole new level of yeah. Uh, wow, I should get some pictures of it. Yeah, that's it's pretty, been there. You should get pictures. Storms. Totally get pictures because we got to put that up. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Okay, but yeah, that's all I've done. I haven't I haven't played anything else. I've just been playing WoW, digging it too. It's fun. I got like a level twenty eight warlock. So, gonna wow. Character to have, man. See what, what race? Uh, he's a knight or a blood elf. Oh. He's a belf. <laughs> is, it, is it a dude? Mm-hmm. Oh. The dude. A you belf. didn't make a girl like character. A no, 
I just I still have all my my hot chick belts, but have you been working on using your fourth finger with them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't use my fourth finger except to target stuff. <laughs> tap 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 tap. Yeah. You gotta, I use. A, I have a lot of nuance in my fourth finger use. You really got to figure out what these girls like, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to work harder. But I guess that's what, what we've been playing. All right, let's get on to MAME. MAME needs to begin. <laughs> So, Jim, would you kindly report on our progress this week with the MAME uh, M-A-I-M stuff? or M-A-M-E? <laughs> M-A-M-E? Ah, yes. What? Mime. Uh, uh, uh. Mime. M-A-M-E? <laughs> I hate mimes. You said M-I-M-E. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the P- the P- <laughs> hey, let's mime the rest of the podcast. <laughs> hey, right. hey, why don't you just shut This is the visual segment. Because I already know what's happened with your main project already. You, so let's hear it. We are on target. This week we... Awesome update, Jim. You guys sound like you're making tons of progress. They are I can't falling. wait to hear more next week. Today yeah. the MAME consoles, tomorrow the world. That's right. Yeah. We're going to make that prediction I made in the last show. I know, I know, I know. All right. Off to our next segment. What is it called? The the game in weeking? The it's called <laughs> the sound of lambs being slaughtered <laughs> by gnomes. <laughs> Garden it's, gnomes slaughtering lambs. In I a believe shower. it's called regurgitate. Regurgitating Regurgitate the news. Regurgitating <laughs> the news. Way to keep those listeners involved, uh, <laughs> Actually, the according to our podcast tracking, they're falling off, even though this hasn't yet been published. <laughs> Imagine what this will do. <laughs> they know what we're saying. I'm hungry for some news. Take it away, Lamb Chop! <laughs> Noah is on crack tonight <laughs> for the first time, and, and Jason has a new nickname. Bring <laughs> you, lamb chop. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned and shocked and well, odd. Anyway, I guess we all know what this means. It's the weekend gaming. <laughs> anyway, we got a couple of news tidbits for you this evening. Uh, first off, you know, not some. I guess it's it has to do with gaming somewhat, and it also has to do with just some general uh, consumer electronics. But uh, New Line Cinema, um, as well as HBO Video, uh, they've decided to go with Blu-ray as opposed to HD <gasps> DVD. Oh my gosh! There's some something. The format wars are being won by Blu-ray. That means I'll have These to. These are such. Oh, go ahead before I rant. I might have to repurchase Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray instead of HD DVD. Yeah. Okay, that exemplifies my point. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for my my whole thing that is, is that I mean, why do we even really care about this? Since everything's going to go completely digital anyway, and all of those discs are just going to become coasters eventually. 
you know? Seriously, the this so-called battle of the formats is an absolute joke, isn't it? I mean, well, think about it. This is where I go crazy. But um, what makes me mad is it's this is bullshit. It's two standards, competing standards that were released before anybody decided on you know what it was. Because I guess I don't know what what's the deal. Sony and Microsoft took different corners on this yep. or something. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Well, that, no, me actually, off. it's like I think it's Toshiba, isn't? Didn't Toshiba develop HD DVD? Yeah. What pisses me off though is that it's bad for the consumer. It, the consumer has to go out and buy. No, they have to hedge you know, their bets. The you have to that there's already players out there that are coming out. They're going to be able to support both formats anyway. So yeah, but I mean that was that's now. But back when everybody bought them all, oh, yeah. they had to hedge their bets. Well, this is why it's going to be Blu-ray. It's going to be HD. Oh shoot! I bought the well, wrong one. Now I got to buy the other one. Being an early and that's why they do it. I'm surprised there's not 14 different standards so that everybody can buy 14 or some or half of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I love how the consumer gets abused in any of these things. Well, it's all I, both Ugh. both formats are going to be inconsequential in a few years anyway because it's just all going to be purely digital. Like, There's not going to be a format. You're not going to have to go buy a disc you mean to like play your By digital, or, you mean you'll download it? Oh, yeah. You're just going to yeah. download it anyway. The media so, won't I mean, matter. Not be, say, digital. Yeah, the media won't matter. You'll just say, I want X resolution or right. Y exactly. resolution. Jim and I won't. We'll just pirate it all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thieves. Thieves. And liars. Uh, some more news. You know, John Carmack hasn't been in the news lately. Not with gaming. Um, however, he apparently has a sneaky little plan, according to CNNMoney.com. Yes, that is, a, <laughs> that is a mugshot of Carmack now. He, he, God, he, he still looks like a dork. But, you know, hey, he's a rich dork. Ponytails and, and pale skin and big, giant, <laughs> oversized glasses will never go out of style. <laughs> Anyway, Not the, if you're a geek. The reason why I bring up John Carmack is, is apparently he's he's created like a cell phone game for you know for cell phones. Uh, what's it called? It's called oh god, I know it's here somewhere in this verb of it's it's like well it's, a, it's hilarious. It's, it's, just, it's like one of these, <laughs> it's one of these crazy <laughs> stupid little titles that you know you should be able to spew off the top of your head, but it's so inconsequential. It's called oh it's called Orcs and Elves. Oh yes. Oh yeah, that's his. Big uh, that's, see, it's so hard because it's not parts of the burning sea or P.O. Tobias. But there yeah. is a conjunction of some sort in there. Anyway, apparently he's he's maybe contemplating creating an MMO for the cell phones. God help MMOs me. for cell phones. I'm like, great. Now I can gold farm on the comfort in the comfort of my own cell phone. Ugh. You know, gee. And ancillary like services are cool. Like if you could like tap into the auction house in a game or something with your cell phone, but playing the whole stupid game in the cell phone is stupid. Exactly. Well, Why in the hell would you want to do that? In Japan, they really dig that, and I think that's where Orcs Nelves has come out already and is big success. But Japan is the same country that brings us those those shows with people seeing how long <laughs> they can last in an aquarium full of cold water while watching women jump up and down on trampolines. No, <laughs> not that I have a problem with the women jumping up and down on the trampolines. Nor but should you. The cold water part. I don't know. There's just something wrong. <laughs> so you see, they're warped. Oh, there goes. Damn it! There's four more listeners just left, according to the <laughs> listener meter. We've also lost our sponsors at CNNMoney.com. And Toshiba is really not happy. True. Uh, um, man, if we keep those Sony Blu-ray, Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got to pimp that Blu-ray. <laughs> um, Anarchy Online apparently is going to continue its free play uh, through 2008. Funcom. Yeah. So all ten players who are still playing this game. <laughs> Can well, play for free. Congratulations! <laughs> you can play for free for another year. 
Wow. Uh, they I mean, can celebrate their lack of rules. Try and take that in. <laughs> okay, I've got it. Okay. You've got it now? <laughs> I'm good. Good, man. I'm happy for it. Well, that. I felt the earth, like, moving, you know, with the realization <laughs> I mean, the, of... The anarchists have organized a game? Online. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jim. <laughs> Uh, Jim sent me this uh, earlier today. Um, WowInsider.com uh, did a report on Nor the Pacifist. Um, this character uh, decided to level from 1 to 70 in a unconventional manner. Um, you know, normally you level by killing, you know, other mobs and doing quests and whatnot. Well, this guy decided that he would try to level up his character without attack intentionally attacking anything you know so he's a pacifist it's like what if Gandhi would have played World of Warcraft yeah he just does like the, the transportation yeah he does transportation quest uh, and when he goes and into he a PvP battlegrounds, battleground and... all he does is cast bombs that yeah uh, you know stun targets and stuff to try to prevent them to get the flag he never goes and actively attacks anything um my question is why make a already somewhat boring game <laughs> occasionally, and why turn it even more boring? Why make it even more boring for yourself to do mm -hmm. that kind of a thing? I Maybe mean, it's that's just exciting to him. Yeah. It sounds like a challenge to me. That is a supreme, su su like, sadistic because he's only a, challenge. Because like, like his rogue or rouge, as they spell it, <laughs> rouge is yes. uh, <laughs> only uh, level eighteen, and his un his priest on the other side is like twenty three. So he's got a long way to go because of the limitations. But the research the guy does is like awe-inspiring. He's he's like he's got it all plotted out, like how he's going to do it. And it's so like it takes a week of playing. A, I think it's like a week of playing the battlegrounds to get like a to get a such and such XP bonus. It's like insane. It'll take him forever. Yeah, but then I don't know. It just it, God, it, it takes forever. Is it really going to be ultimately that fulfilling to say, yeah, I leveled up to 70 without killing a darn thing, and it only took me 10 years to do it? <laughs> He's subverting the system, man. He's the ultimate griefer. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm sure there's a lot of <laughs> people who, who admire this guy for what he's doing, who thinks that it's I like do. utter complete <laughs> genius, sheer genius for doing it, but I just think it's stupid. Well, think of it like... Uh, this way, with the amount of knowledge the guy has to get through the game doing that, like his mining's already at like 275 and he's only level 18. Okay. Imagine if. Yeah, but somebody... if a mob touches him, he's dead. Right. Imagine though if somebody pisses him off. Like what he'll. Because he has like level 70 characters already. He's. He. The guy knows. He's like. It's like what we're talking about, like in a previous episode when we said. What happens? Why? Who? Who are the only people that griefers fear? Are the explorers? And this guy is an explorer. He's not exploring the world. Per well, he is exploring the world, but he's exploring a concept. Right. If he turned his mind at like getting revenge on a griefer, pity the griefer. I mean, they'd they'd never they'd, they would be bad times. They'd never be able to escape. No, I don't think so. <laughs> not this guy. I don't know. I don't know that I buy that. 
You don't think so? Well, now no. it's his Gandhi character, but maybe it's sign on. Well, with yeah, he has his, the other. He has. Oh, his, yeah. Of course, he could always log into his alt and you know smite. Yeah, him it's with like his... yes, this character never hurts anyone. He's as pure as the driven right. snow and wouldn't hurt a butterfly. But my other character is a level seventy affliction warlock who's coming to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the symbol of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't anyway, know. I think no. that's funny. On to Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's right. Um, Major League Baseball <laughs> star pitcher Kurt Schilling. Um, he's basically announcing his retirement from from baseball, and he's going to start working full time on his new MMO. I guess it's aptly named Copernicus for whatever reason. Whatever that. Is. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Why is it aptly named? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's it's You're weird right. because it's like, it's about his, it's it's like a total. A I, apparently, Kurt Schilling. He's like a total MMO addict. He plays World of Warcraft, EverQuest Two. He was a big EverQuest. Pablo Raza. Yeah. You know, he plays a ton of them, and he's developed thirty-eight studios. Um, thirty-eight separate studios or a studio? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, studios. that's the name of his. Uh, that's quite compulsive. That's the name of his company based on his. I'll have one in his, Boston. Apparently, he's number. got uh, his jersey Todd number. McFarland of you know comic book fame. Yeah. Oh, graphics whore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> and uh, R.A. Salvatore, Spawn. who's uh, you know writer of writer of inventor of Dritz. To, yeah, writer of many fantasy whatever. novels. The anyway, he's got those two working with them. Um, you know, and that, basically that's what he's going to do. So that graphical talent and that writing genius combined with combined a with baseball. a Cy Young Award winner will create the most ultimate MMO ever. <laughs> the penultimate ultimate. <laughs> I want to put his MMO duper. up against the MMO designed by the people from. Oh, that one, yeah. By Shiny. the people. Remember the guy from Shiny who's has seventy thousand developers working oh. on racing MMO. Oh yeah, yeah. Pro- Project Top Secret. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want that MMO against Project Copernicus. Top Secret, which is not so top secret <laughs> because everybody knows about it. I'm talking about. I forgot to mention that as my prediction for the best you success of two thousand eight. Oh, that would be good. The first yeah. rule of Project Top Secret is not to talk about <laughs> Project Top Secret. That's right. Second rule of Project Top Secret is not to talk about Project Top Secret. Third rule, Project Top Secret. <laughs> do not me. talk about Project Not talk about <laughs> or make secret. soap with medical waste. Depends. Right. <laughs> do we have other news bits? Uh, yes. yes. Tell Roger Clemens to give his Cy Young Awards back because he's a blood doping steroid user. Right. right. Oh, wait. No, that's... <laughs> never mind. Other podcast. <laughs> anyway. Um, I know where it was. And, and we... We we are sad to announce the the loss of a another MMO in development that will be crushed. Say it's not true. Yes, the most highly anticipated <laughs> multiplayer game of the year, Arden: The World of Shakespeare. Say what the hell has now been shelved. <laughs> yes, what the hell? Is- what the hell? <laughs> was it, was yes, it ever announced? To be or not to be? Oh, that is the question. The uh, mighty and the answer is not to be you dumbass because you developed a game that nobody would even want to think about playing. I know a couple school teachers, maybe. Oh, you had what the geeks in, your, in in the drama club or something like I that. Really I really wanted mean, to have my Ophelia moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, anyway, it was a project out of Indiana University. It was funded with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar grant. That's a quarter of a million dollars yeah. for you listeners out there that can't calculate. So, so he actually. What got, percentage of a trillion a would that be? <laughs> he actually got a grant. Uh, <laughs> Jim's head is melting. So I want to know what happened to all the money. 
I think that's why the project's been shelved. I'd say we went to a lot of Trojans. Yeah, maybe. A lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of ting, ding-dongs. Uh, a lot of pizza. A lot of Shakespeare festivals. Camps. A lot of acting camps. <laughs> Renaissance festivals. Band camp. <laughs> <laughs> Where are those Elizabethan collars? Lots of those. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the game was about several loots. <laughs> the game was expected by many to show the power of virtual world-based research. But its creator, Edward Castronova, says that there's a problem with the game. And I quote, he said, it was, it was no fun. It's no fun. <laughs> that hasn't stopped others. <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> Did you play the Vanguard beta? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Didn't stop them. I don't know, it just cracks me up. It's like, you know, I don't even know how long this guy spent, you know, trying to develop this game. And apparently he's, it's public domain now, I, I think. Do you fancy yourself a guild? Fancy yourself a guild? <laughs> Will you be my huckleberry? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. He just came across like something from Tombstone. <laughs> you sure got pretty lit. <laughs> I didn't mean that. No, that's, like, that's, that's, like, that's a different uh, movie. <laughs> oh, I better stop and wow. take a drink. Excuse us. Channel message is pausing while Mark takes a drink. Cigarettes. That was. So we're here to talk about leadership. Like what Brad McQuaid exemplifies. I'm sorry, <clears throat> no, leadership. Um, we're talking about what what does guild being a good guild leader mean to you? What does what does guild leadership do to a person? If you take on the mantle of supreme leader of a guild, do you start to gain real world skills from it? Is it like a basically like a boot camp or a way to kind of like a training regimen to improve your real world leadership skills? Is there any kind of parallel from real real world to virtual world leadership? Um, do personalities have different facets whereby in real life you may be relatively passive, but in a guild scenario or a virtual scenario you suddenly be- begin to exhibit these these traits that you don't normally exhibit in real life and vice versa? That's what we're here to discuss, Jim. <laughs> like, like when Mark just takes control of the po- podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Actually, I think with that series of rhetorical questions, the roundtable's complete. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. And that's been enough. <laughs> Pick a question. Any any question. What, what was the first one? <laughs> well. I kind of got swept up I'm in the a follower. as your voice got higher and higher pitched as you went through that. <laughs> All right, let's start. And we're going to Iowa and, <laughs> New, and New Jersey and New Hampshire. All right, what kind of people become part. guild leaders? I like that one. Didn't you what, say something? What the hell kind of person? Yeah, what kind of people become guild well, leaders? Well, according to Mr. Uh, Nicky, I knew we were going to quote that. Young guy. people tend to start guilds, but old people tend to finish them. In other words, what? As, uh, the younger crowd tends to form the guild, and gradually over time, an older person 
tends to take over the leadership of the guild and wow, maintain and, it and, and bring it to Jim's fruition. Jim's showing me this crazy graph. That it's a totally that inverted graph. It. Because if you have a graph, that must be true. It, I guess um, yeah. it's always worked for me to fool people, especially when you throw random number generators in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to speak to it, Jim? No, I think he covered it right there. Damn you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but why is thank that? Thank you for your input, Jim. Why is it that adults... Is, was there any explanation as There's to no, why I don't children start guilds and adults? It's just a poll he took, and he found... So, like, um, the highest percentage of people who would start a guild, or create the guild, are in the 18 to 22 bracket. Um... It seems to be that as you get older, your chances of actually starting a guild decrease. So when you're at 35, there's only a 20% chance. But when you're 18 to 22, there's roughly a 50% chance that you might start a guild. Just on any given day, walking down the street, <laughs> start a guild. Um, you mean starting the guild spam and... and, and yeah, send my charter, dude. Send my charter, send a guild. I'm paying, I'm paying everybody... Ten silver a piece if they find that gold. <laughs> it's usually like I got fifty coppers all spread out to whoever. Um, so, but, but then the graph shows that over time, um, the chances of of a person becoming a guild leader or being elected guild leader uh, decrease for people who are younger and increase for people who are older. So, does this mean when Armageddon happens to the Earth that the children will make an attempt to run the world and the adults will come in and? put them back in their place. Well, yeah, if you believe that kind of thing, Noah. It's yeah. a graph. <laughs> it was, it's so symmetrical, it's all, it's all, it's almost hard to believe. Two lines intertwining across a graph. Yeah. But, you know, it's an interesting idea. Symmetry. So what, so, so what kind of, um... Jim needs a buddy. <laughs> oh! There oh. it is. Hand, oh. Those of you listening, right now you can hear the soft rubbing sound of Jason's hand on Jim's knee and Jim's hand on Jason's knee. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so back to our so discussion at hand. Kids are very energized to start a guild. They are excited about the idea of getting a group of people together. Maybe they're tired of playing by themselves or they want to show to their peers the skills that they have and and become an effective group. And then maybe their interest wanes or yeah, I think they that. decide to join another guild or they're like, you know, this is too much work or maybe the finals come up and then the adults get elected as leaders and take it to where it needs to go. Or yeah, not. like... Maybe they get the thing started, they get some members in there, and then... They get it, bored. And they get... Yeah, they get bored. They, they decide they don't like their guild's colors or the guild's name. Yeah, or, or they, they're just... They switch <laughs> games or something, and then then there's this guild, and they have to kind of elect a new leader, oh. and they do it. So um, it starts out like Lord of the Flies. But it ends up but it like... it ends up like the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <sighs> um, so... Talking about guilds, I mean, what 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 are the leadership skills that you think you would think you would need for a guild leader? What you know, what would be good to have as a guild leader? What would be developing lots and process? lots of fat loot? Uh, probably not. Actually, I um, think you need lots of time. I think they definitely no job. Yeah, no real job. Yeah, you could. You'd argue have to that. be able to be on at least, you know. 
good 18 hours a day. Availability makes a big difference. I'm a sure. day? Yeah, man. Serious. I no think, joke. I think though, like for serious leadership skills, that that you would want because if you're not there that long, somebody can come in and you know you can appoint him your lieutenant, and that lieutenant can like start taking over your guild, and you wouldn't know it. Well, that's that's something that is never mentioned in any kind of report like this. Is like the guild drama factor. Serious man. The politics. I mean, yeah, the it's like politics, but of the most trivial nature. It's like. I was affronted by such and such as lack of skill in the raid against Hydroxia, the the mortifier in, in the lair of Zul or whatever. And you're like, okay. Uh, I like that na- were you drunk? encounter. That oh, thank was you. really cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> it's like, were you drunk? Well, a little. Well, were they drunk? Well, a little. Well, then, you know, get over it, right? But <laughs> So I guess... When, but when, the drama. Okay, okay. With, with that note... You know, I guess you have to be good at moderating uh, disputes. That's one of the skills, and that's a key, ah. See, I guessed one. I'm not even reading that article. Skill. This is kind of like Family Feud. Did we all get a guess? <laughs> Survey says. Ding. <laughs> okay, leadership skills that that would cross over to the real or corporate world or whatever would be dealing with adversity, mediating conflict. Are we going to get to guess? Disciplining? No, not anymore. You've had your shot. Man, come on, um, Richard Dawson. What the fuck? All right, all right, <laughs> all right. You've, you can't believe I already named some. See, that was that was a leadership skill called browbeating that I was using there. See, see, that's what I did. I call. Can we do a reverse layoff? No, you can't. You can't do a coup. <laughs> what do you mean we can't do a coup? You can't coup me. There's three of us and one of you. <laughs> I control the spice. You control nothing. <laughs> control the spice. Get out. Okay, bye. I'm taking over this guild. <laughs> Chase him out with a cowbell. Using <laughs> <laughs> only this cowbell and this this uh, rhythm shaker egg thing here. Okay, so you can resume your list of skills. All right. Uh, being a good example, delegation, my favorite skill. And uh, strategic thinking. Strategic thinking with what? What are you doing? Well, anything. Having a plan for the guild, like your ultimate goals, your aims, like what you're trying to achieve. I mean, right. you don't want you don't want like a guild master who's like, well, we're going to do stuff with things and hope for the best. And as long as everyone's happy, I'm cool with it. And they're like, yeah, but why am I trying... What, what's the big selling point for getting into this guild? And it's like, well, good conversation. I mean, and you know, that could be a motivator for a very casual guild, you know. But, you know, you have to have, like, your goal for your guild. You can't just form a guild to, like, be mediocre. Unless, I to unless about... it's our super group from um, City Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the charter mission. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, How can we apply these skills to podcast? The world of podcast. The world of podcast. You mean Samuel Alter <laughs> show? No, podcasts in general. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we could, we could. Um, I could deal with adversity, like my incompetent co-hosts. Um, <laughs> I could mediate conflict, like right now, um, Jason and Jim are staring at each other angrily. After holding, I could hands, discipline them. The Bad Jim. Um, <laughs> Because Jim was thinking outside of the box. Um, be an example. See how I have perfect posture. And, and then uh, you could delegate. So the perfect posture is considered to be a, a good guild leadership skill to have. No, no, no. I was just exemplifying perfect posture for oh. a brief moment before okay. I slouched, as I normally do. Um, I could delegate work. Like, you know what? Website redesign. Jason, we can gaming. Jim, stuff with things. 
laugh, be comical. Um, and then there's strategic thinking, like our podcast will we, will we will go from whatever our current user base is to half of our user base in the next six weeks. How about the next six minutes? We've we've already lost. Oh, there it goes. There went Texas. Dang it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know that's that's kind of like what I'm what I'm getting after here. Well, I definitely think those skills are things that. A person who is doing an interview for a job would hope to hear their applicant talk about, though I'm not sure, saying, and in World of Warcraft, I oh, really that? worked on my time management skills and mediating conflict. Are you serious? I mean, do you really think that employers are going to take a look at your guild leadership and say, oh, man, you know, I'm choosing between these two candidates. <laughs> this one plays World of Warcraft and has led a successful raiding guild for two years. Some people are overhyping the phenomenon right now and claiming that you could eventually see guild uh, leadership status listed on resumes. So I find really? that to be preposterous. I think they're just it trying to make themselves feel better. <laughs> I joke. It's like the guys, the tech people who have the seven-page resume, you know? It's like, really, you know what? It, really, it, seven pages what, of what, what I'm going to say, if, if, I, if I'm mm. hiring you and I notice that you played World of Warcraft I'm gonna and, think and you had a successful do that leadership, I'm going to say, mm. you probably haven't been employed by anybody, and there's probably a reason for that. No, I'm going to think, well, you're that guy that goes into the router closet and <laughs> plays exactly. during the day. <laughs> I was exactly thinking that this person's going to hold themselves up somewhere. Or, true story, the guy that once worked for me, who we found face down in the data center, as though he were dead. Oh, God. <laughs> then there's the other one who was... Is that the same one that was sleeping in the locker room? The oh, bathroom? that wasn't mine. That was another guy. Yeah, found sleeping in the uh, bathroom. Sleeping yeah. in the bathroom stall. He, he was locked in there. You couldn't get in, but you could hear him snoring. You on could the hear other him side. snoring gently. He was yeah, a QA guy. I'm sorry, but I think you know anybody with with the uh, MMO guild leadership experience. I'm not going to be looking to hire that person first and foremost. <laughs> It's well, just not a qualification that I'm looking for. But so, as the CEO of. Uh, Lamb Chop Incorporated. What what do you look for in your tight ass? <laughs> I don't look for you <laughs> nice playing rat. an MMO twenty four seven. A propensity you know, for lingerie like, during work hours. I'm seriously, do, are they saying that you could actually put that on your resume and, and employers are going to go, wow, that's what one article? That's incredible. Actually, it's a it's a it's a huge document that I have in front of me. I don't the know. IBM one. Yeah, from IBM Seriosity. It's a thirty six. Page document that that kind of uh, draws that conclusion that in the future, not now, in the future, <laughs> when people are flying around, you <laughs> bring powers of their mind. If I'm quick about it, I think I can even find that. Uh, I have an issue quotes. taking the res- taking a report from a company called Seriosity Seriously. Do you think that like they do you think they start like every 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 memo out with like seriously? <laughs> seriously and people. then they sign most seriously. Most seriously. <laughs> Just or, like, kidding. Like Cartman. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> not a lot of joking going on there. Uh yeah, they're not very uh Well, I don't know. I guess I guess I mean, I'm here it is. Here's a little guild. quote. 
from that document, IBM. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, it's, it's not a stretch to think resumes that include detailed gaming experience will be landing on the desks of Fortune 500 executives in the very near future. And laughed off and thrown in the trash. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, okay. You know that part of the resume where it's got, like, your hobbies? I suppose you could put, like, uh, you know, guild master of and such and they're like right after kayaking but before like um you know um i was once an eagle scout or something like that yes before that actually as you know i hate to i hate to pull from my rant but did you guys know (laughs) oh please spoiler alert indulge us spoiler alert (laughs) did you know that Jeff Kaplan, uh, one of the lead guys for WoW, was hired by Blizzard because of his status as Teagle or Teagle Guild leader for Legacy of Steel and the Nameless server of EverQuest. Well, yeah, I think that's the only actual place where this applies. That being a gaming company, to a game company, <laughs> yeah. But I suppose it has happened. Uh, so you're, what you're saying is I can go to a company, you know, with my resume and put on my resume. Well, I've shown marked improvement in my Guitar Hero 3 <laughs> skills over the past three to four months. I've gone from easy mode to expert mode. See, that shows commitment. Five yeah. star ratings in all the songs. And therefore, that's why you should hire me. Because I show, I show that I work hard. Dedicated. I'm willing to put in the time to improve myself. I'm dedicated. Mm-hmm. I still find it Companies a Companies really are going to look at that and go, oh yeah, we want to hire that guy. Defi- I don't think despite so. Despite what IBM and seriously, or seriosity think, <laughs> I find it a bit of a stretch to be able to put, I was a guild leader at such and such on your resume and not be like, you know, have the geekometer go off somewhere, you know. But I, that all said, being a guild leader isn't an easy job. It no, does require... I don't imagine... And a certain natural skill set, which I suppose could be cultivated or learned from example, or you just have it, whether or not that applies to the real world or gets your job is negotiable, negligible, debatable. Jukable. But you guys, you guys have, Jason and Mark, have you been in guilds that have, do you have like a horror story of a bad guild leader versus something that's really good? I've been in guilds where the guild leader promises all kinds of shit. And then nothing ever materializes. More parties. Kind of like uh, high school, like when when there were people running for class president and promised Kool-Aid in the drinking fountains and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they promised, like, (laughs) they're like, we're all gonna, you know, we'll all... Epic mounts for everybody. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get in here and we're gonna, we're gonna, like, go through this content together and... You know, we're going to organize it all, and, you know, you guys just have to believe in me and believe in this, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to take it through, and then, like, two weeks later, like, the guild has this max, mass exodus, and everybody's gone. That does and sound like an idealistic 18-year-old, the more you talk. Yeah, and that's probably the guy who starts it, you know, but, <laughs> I mean, I've been in a lot of guilds that just, like, or you have, what what often happens, I see, is where... With the delegation, people delegate too much into their officers. Their officers develop too strong of a hold on a group of players, and then the officers fragment off. And and then the guild leader, you know, then the the guild basically breaks into two or three different, you know, sub guilds, and or, or you know, they're new guilds, but they it's essentially a fragmentation of your guild. And the guild leader is left holding the bag, you know. And I've, I've seen that happen a lot. I I don't know. It's I, I personally find working or trying to be a guild leader or trying to work 
as like an officer in a guild or whatever. What I like what we did with our super group, you know, it's like I think it's like working with a volunteer organization much more than working in the corporate world. Yeah. And in a volunteer organization, you have a lot of problems. You have no real rules. You have no real stated hierarchy. You can't really penalize anybody. You can't like fire them, demote them. You know, punish them. You can't really do anything. You're well, just yeah, like, you can. You're out of the. You can demote people in the guild. You can demote them, but I mean, it's but like, then they'll quit. Yeah, they'll just leave. They'll they'll leave. Yeah. She quit. It's not like they they don't need they don't need your guilds for sustenance to put like you know food in the mouths of them and their children or whatever. Um, you you have to work with totally different personality types in a volunteer organization that's not normally part of the corporate world. You'll run into people that like have never really you know done anything like in a formal setting you know yeah. and so they're just they're all over the place you're like let's take you know let's take minutes or something like that and they're like minutes or you know <laughs> and um yeah you just have to work with people who aren't part of a business environment and there's no real way to enforce anything and mm-hmm. i feel like it's very similar with a guild unless you have like some premier guild that's so professional that you know, the, the penalty for not playing ball is that you'd be exiled from the guild and not be able to get through whatever you want, be it content or PvP or some other material thing. I don't see that. Yeah. There's a lot that you can really throw around as far as a, as a guild master, so... I don't know. I'll take away your DKP points. Yeah, negative 50 DKP. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> Negative 50 DKP, negative 50 DKP, negative 50 DKP. Is that something like the points in Harry Potter and School of Hogwarts? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, there's this really great video on The on dots, YouTube. dots, dots, dots. No, not together, no. And the guy's accent's even better, too. I think they're, like, raiding uh, Anoxia or something like it that. It is. It's an early raid on Anoxia, and, like, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. Um... One interesting thing from this guy's um, website is the guild status, guild membership status. It seems to me, well, they they interviewed more men than women, but the the percentages seem to show that the um, of people not in a guild, twenty one percent are male, fourteen percent are female. Of people who are um, officers in a guild, 25% are male, 26% are female, and leaders of guilds are 7.3 males, 10% female. So it almost seemed that the female players tend to... Are these real female players? Or yeah, these no, not not like females. I play a night elf chick hunter. There's real Women female gamers. gamers. Women gamers. It would they seem that they are more involved with guilds than, the, than men tend to be. They're more socializers, huh? It would appear that way. So, I don't know. Some interesting food for thought. What are you guys' thoughts? I don't know. I ran that guild on Ashram's Call for a long time there. Um, of course, I think I think Donovan, like, was my was like my main right-hand man. And he had, like... I think if I would have lost Donovan in my guild, I would have lost, like... Like seventy five percent of my membership, because <laughs> he was like my underling, and then he had like a bunch yeah. of underlings under him, and so on and so forth. That's right. It was like a pyramid scheme. And yeah, you know it was, what's it was funny? Like a total pyramid scheme in Ashram's call. What's funny about him is he always in any game, whatever the guild structure is, he never goes for the leader. He's always the right hand man. Right. I've seen him in countless other games. He always becomes the right hand man, 
And in some cases, the guild leader like goes psycho or becomes an absentee guild master, and he'll take over for a while. But eventually, he'll always rebuild a power structure where he's the right hand man. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why that is. He never yeah, wants know, to. He never wants to mantle. He wants to be the man behind the man behind right, the man, right. like in Swingers. And then that's exactly what happened with me. And you know what? And I really didn't want to. <laughs> I really didn't want to start a guild, but I think it started with Donovan, where Donovan yeah, started he, playing it. He made you the figurehead, and meanwhile, he yeah, and he had so, <laughs> the upline. So I had a couple of underlings <laughs> under me, and then like Donovan, like I man, all of a sudden I started noticing that I I started getting these massive amounts of XP every time I logged on because that's how it worked. Whenever you logged on, you would get like this bonus experience from all of your underlings. So I'd I'd log in and like every day it would become exponentially higher XP. I'd like level up like just on the bonus XP that I'd generate from my underlings. It's like, gee, I don't have to play this game at all. I could just <laughs> sit on my butt all day and let everybody else do the work for me. That's really funny. It worked out pretty cool. I remember that you but, were you know for a while there. Like but our king. Part part of my thing was that I I I was there. I I helped out. You know, if people had, you know, things that they wanted to kill or, you know, if they wanted to run a dungeon or something like that, I'd take time out of my my playing time to go do that. Because I knew I'd get experience from, you know, all the all my underlings, yeah. essentially. You don't get that in any other game. No. Which I, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, that kind of a simplistic... I don't know. I think it's you know you were you were like the monarch, and then everybody yeah. below you, you know, was kind of like your your peons and servants. And yeah, I was like a baron or something. Yeah, but I was in a different branch. I was like I wasn't even under Donovan. I was under some other. I was in the like runner up right. branch because I wasn't that. <laughs> I wasn't even that powerful. You didn't even qualify, man. I couldn't even be in the main line. I was like sub because I'd always like re-roll my characters, which you know a lot's changed since then. So. Oh, wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your 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 play style has changed a lot yeah. over the years. <laughs> There's another interesting stat in here where it showed that aside from being the reluctant leaders of guilds, older as you get older, your chances of um, actually like being interested in a guild are decreasing, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I find myself. So you tend to go like I the lone wolf route. Not want to be in. I don't want to be in a guild. Or super group or whatever, you know. I just don't have. I mean, it's different with us in the super. Group. Oh yeah, in it's different. City heroes because you yeah, know, we're all anarchs. You know, because I could grief the base building. That's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, Did you notice totally. I became like the supreme leader of the super Again. group? <laughs> I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that works. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I do find I, I do find lately that I just don't want to have anything to do with the guild. And if I get like, you know, part of the problem is that like, I get like all these random guild invites when I'm playing. It's like you know, from guilds who must be desperate for new members or whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't have any interest in doing that. You know? Yeah. You know, part of me would rather get to know. You know, a group of people before I even bothered even thinking about joining their guild, you know. That's, you know, that's where I come from. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I could go guildless forever and, and wouldn't care. You could just be a loner fisherman sitting out next to the Lone wolf. Well, I could be, or, you know, I could, you know, I could always have, like, a, you know, group of friends from another guild or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to join them. 
one man in a world not of his own choosing against all odds <laughs> okay, yeah. he presses on without the I mean, rigors of society just, I think part, part in his of right hand justice and in his left is, is thunder I, just, I get sick of the guild drama that inevitably happens in most yeah. guilds you know that you see yeah, you know, where guild drama is off somebody else, beautiful and it's to be just like it just turns into this massive soap opera that I just can't stand. So. Yeah, I wonder how much that particular criteria affects older gamers' disinterest in guilds. That's what I think that happens. They get exposed to the drama, and they're like, "Not again." Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like the, it's, I guess basically the graph showed that they don't like to take a leadership role in even missions and, and quests and stuff like that, or you know, doing raids. They don't like it because it's like, God, I do this at work all the time. Because as you get older in your career, you typically get pushed into management no matter how pure your motives or whatever. You know, you could be like, I'm going to be an engineer to the to the, my deathbed. And like you're like, now I'm in charge of more engineers. And then eventually, <laughs> now I don't even know what my core skill competency is anymore. <laughs> all I, I don't do even is know how to engineer, engineer anything. Around. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and so when you play the game, you're like, I want to be hands-on. I want to get involved. I want to just be a doer. I don't want to be an orderer, rounder guy, yeah. you know? And I, I think that that's... Early, it's, much, right on. it's much more simple life. It is simple, and you can actually do something. You lose touch with that, I think. So, no. What, what are your thoughts, Jim? You've been relatively silent. I I totally agree with that. I I know when I play, I you know you usually even like a pickup group. You know, it's like yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be looking for people. I just want to play. I want to kill things, or I want yeah. You want to like you know? get into your character. Yeah. And, Work on your skills. And- we look to you, Mark, to be our leader. <laughs> okay. What should, what should we talk about next, Mark? What is our next topic? <laughs> we will talk about how cool I am. And, uh, no, I won't push it too far. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, I'm going to take a shot at a rant. Um, it seems like these days you often hear in uh, podcasts and blogs, and in particular in the last Maelstrom podcast, episode 20, um, they had like nine hosts, so it's hard to know who said it. But somebody said that World of Warcraft was in the right place at the right time. And everybody kind of did that that verbal nod of agreement thing, you know, oh, yes, yes, he speaks the truth, the truth, the truth passed down through the ages of wisdom that, yes, WoW was in the right place at the right time. And you've also probably heard the whole, WoW was really lucky, they were, they were like the, it was the perfect storm when WoW came out. And I think bullshit. I totally disagree. (laughs) I, I, well, bullshit. I think that... Well, what, le- what reasons did they give for that? I no, mean, that's the thing. There's never any... Re- everybody just kind of, like, nods or goes, mm-hmm. You yeah, disagree mm-hmm. with the nine druids yeah, at the Maelstrom? Yeah, it's like, this is something that's apparently been established in a place and time that I'm unaware of. Because I don't understand when and where everybody decided that WoW just, you know, hit at the right time. One guy even said something like, um, well, if it had been Lotro, that would have been the one that everybody went for. And it's like, uh, yeah, of course, because Lotro is basically a, a total ripoff of WoW, which is a total ripoff of EverQuest. Okay, so it's a total ripoff of that, but with a different IP slapped on, and it's by a different publisher, right? And it's But it's missing some core components, like all of the high-end raid content, 
Um, it's missing like the great art direction. PvP. It's, it's missing, you know, yeah. World of Warcraft started out with PvP and it had two big factions, and then they promised even more PvP pretty much right off the bat. So it's missing all of those things. So I'm kind of having a problem, like agreeing with this like sentiment that yeah, it was definitely the in the right place at the right time. Um, I think WoW was. It was based on all the lessons learned by EverQuest by the developers of, of WoW, and they were all really big fans of EverQuest, and they had their own hardcore raiding guild, and it was like Rob Pardo, Jeff Kaplan, and Tom Chilton were the, the three main developers, and I think Pardo and Kaplan were really big on this whole raid content thing, like really, like too big in my opinion. <laughs> I think, you know, maybe they focused too much of the content effort on the game for the raid stuff, but nonetheless, the game picked up and took off. Um... In fact, as I was alluding to earlier in the round table, um, Jeff was hired by Blizzard because of his status as the, the guild leader for the Legacy of Steel, which was this big EverQuest guild, and they had many of the world first raid kills, or boss kills. So, this guy was like on their radar because of his ability to, to lead a you know a raid team, and so he became a key member of the design of this game that has all that raid content. Um, you know, and it also has um, Rob Pardo, who anybody who sees him speaks like that guy is like the smartest guy in the room. You know, everybody seems to think that everything he says is like just these pearls of wisdom. So it's no coincidence that these guys behind this game had appeal to gamers and were able to do something. Then you you team that up with all these other facts. It just blows my mind that it's you know just kind of considered almost a coincidence that WoW came out and did what it did. So my points are pretty much. Um, they they took a really good established IP from Warcraft and added it. They took elements of Diablo that they liked, like sockets and stuff, and they put that in it. They really took their time, you know? It's like the Blizzard thing. We never release a game before it's ready. And they ran a very long and a very successful beta. And then they released the most polished MMO to come out thus far. I mean, there was... Like, all the other MMO launches before were kind of, like, hit or miss, you know? Like, the Asheron's Call 2 one was, was pretty close for Turbine, but there were still problems, and they no, had... I, I'd say that it was a total miss. You think so? They didn't, well, they didn't listen to their beta testers at well, all. Well, th- that's true. Yeah, they... At all. The, all the beta testers were united in their front that your game is crap. It is not even anywhere near to be released. And that's why it, it ulti- ultimately failed. But, I mean, the te- technologically-wise, it came out and it didn't have, like, all the massive, like, failures, like sur- like infrastructure failures that a lot of the oh, other no, ones no. had. I mean, but the game was mis- misguided, right? right? Um, so, yeah, they didn't listen to their players. They, um... That's being... Asheron's called too. But back to WoW, they, they designed it with really super low system requirements for Mac and for PC. Okay, look at what like the other what subsequent MMOs have done. EverQuest Two, it was a killer for system. Then Vanguard came out and was even worse. Vanguard was like the the crisis of 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 MMOs, right? Um, and what they also what they really accomplished was they made a really good game, not just a great MMO. And I think that's where you know they got a lot of people to play it. Um, people who had never played MMOs were drawn into it and were sucked in and stayed. You know, people who were familiar with the Warcraft IP, people who even played, like, Diablo and, and StarCraft, I think they said, well, wow, Blizzard's coming out with this thing. They've got a really good beta test I can play. And then, it, you know, it had, it had all of this just great 
you know, art direction, all of this accessibility, all the stuff that a lot of MMOs people weren't seeing. You know, they're instead they were a lot of people remembered the original EverQuest, right? Where it's like you're in the world and you have no idea what to do, right? And like with WoW, they had all these easily, you know, it was really it was really easy to get started. You had all these quests and everything, so they had that stuff going for them. Um, other things. So, that, are you saying that they were at the right place at the right time? No, I'm saying that they made the right place at the right time. They, they, it was no coincidence. It wasn't like, okay, in two, when, when did they come out? Wow was announced in September of 2001, and it was released November 23 of 2004. If you took EverQuest 2 and released it right then, and there was no Wow it would have not done what WoW did, I don't think. It wasn't the same game. It's not the same game. They didn't learn the same lessons. They didn't design it the same way. If you took um, Lord of the Rings Online and released it then, okay, it's it might have been... Okay, first off, it's not fair because it's like a next, almost a next-generation MMO. It's, several, it's 2007 when it came out. But if you released it right then and there, it's still not the same game. It doesn't have the whole... IP behind it that Blizzard had. It has it has the original Tolkien IP and everything, but it's missing a lot of the key elements that make WoW successful. I think. So yeah, I'm I'm disagreeing and strongly that it was like the right place in the right time. I think it's you know it's totally different. Um, let's see. Um, I feel like a lot of the games that are coming out now that are doing fairly well are just copying WoW, which is just copied other games. And I think that they're trying to re- rely on either a made-up IP or trying to buy into, like, the token IP, but I still don't think that they're achieving the same thing. And I guess, really, a lot of people are forgetting about what WoW did with the system requirements, which I've already been over, but a lot of people just seem to think, oh, I can I can make it future-proof, right? I can make, I can make Vanguard take 38 gigs to install and have, you know, <laughs> and, and have two, two frames per second... But in 2010, when people play it, they'll have a system that can actually handle it. Well, that's that's ridiculous. You need people who can play it now and can right. play it on real systems. I mean, you don't even need a gamer system to play WoW in a lot of cases. You could get some. You could take a two-year-old piece of crap that somebody bought at Walmart and you could play it, and, and it would actually look good and play smoothly. And I think that's that's you know how they got where they are. So basically, yeah, I'm saying that they made the perfect storm. They made it the the right place in the right time. Their numbers are in the millions, and everybody else's that have, you know, even AAA subscription titles, they're in the hundreds of thousands. And I think that um, people should give credit where it's due, you know? And, you know, like, when war comes out in 2008, hopefully, you know, if people come out and say, man, if that would have come out in 2004... It would have been the big one, not wow. I'm going to strangle somebody because it's like that's not fair. That's, that's just so wrong, you know. So yeah. I mean, I guess that's my point. I don't know. It kind of meandered a little, but that's basically what I'm saying is they made it the perfect, the right place, the right time. They made it the perfect storm. I have to agree with you. I don't think that success that Wow has had is coincidental. It wouldn't have lasted this long. It wouldn't have had numbers as big as it does. To me, I think the only and this may, there may be more, but the only rationale I could think of of people coming up with a judgment or a conclusion of that are people who are fans of some other MMO and they're just bitter that that's not the one that's leading the market. Yeah. And so they just want to poo on the other one that they don't like on the principle of their loyalty to the original one that they do like. I, th- I think that's common. 
Yeah, the fanboys. Like, Nobody gets Eve. It's like, yeah, yeah no, a hundred thousand subscribers get Eve and growing, you know, every day. It, it's it's a different game. It's a totally. It's not. It's not as fun as World of Warcraft is for the majority of the people. Doesn't mean it's worse. It's yeah. just. It's like chess versus checkers. You know. Well, another thing that you were saying earlier during the roundtable, you were talking about how WoW is flexible enough to allow you to play in a guild or to play solo. And, and not many games allowed that before. Yeah, and it's not coincidence either. There is a lot of time and thought that was put into the game. Right. Yeah, WoW was the first game where you could go to level sixty at the time, and now 70, solo, without needing a party. Yeah. At least at many places in it. You know, the first viable one. I'm sure there were some, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. So perhaps in my subjective appraisal, I think that was a good rant. Yeah, I feel like I could have done better. But you feel better is, now. I feel relieved. <laughs> Even though the echo of those nine people going, yeah. Yeah, I gotta definitely. figure out who the guy that was that said it was. Still, like, I'll give him credit where it's due in the show notes, but I can't. It was nine of them. There was like they said it was the biggest um, round table they'd ever done, and they maxed out the Skype capability for a conference call for it. So. <laughs> That's impressive. Trying to keep up with that them was difficult. Yeah. Your thoughts, Jay? You're uh, you've played WoW. You've played all of them. Uh, you know, I think that you know Blizzard. Blizzard already had a good reputation to begin with, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like people weren't going to try a Blizzard game. You know, if you were pl- if you had played Diablo and loved it, if you had played StarCraft and loved it, you know, any of their any of their games and loved their games, you were going to give it a try. Yeah. Period. So they had that going for them to begin with. Um, plus, they also had they also had basically the lackluster you know, startup of EverQuest 2, you know, there weren't a whole lot of other new games out at the time, uh, new MMOs out at the time, that is, um, and I think people were looking for something different, something new, you know, World of Warcraft came out, it was, it was polished, it was, uh, you know, fairly bug-free, initially had a very smooth startup, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, maybe it was the perfect storm to begin with, but... It had a lot of factors in its favor. Yeah, I don't think they like. That's my thing. You know, I, I think. I, I think maybe. I, he may have. I think he may have a little bit of a point where there were certain factors in place for a game like World of Warcraft to come out to be ultra successful. Uh, but you know, they created their own success. Yeah, that, that's. You know, it's not like you know, it's not like their success is, you know, solely based on all these other outside factors. You know, they right. they created their own success. They could have came out the real shitter of a it's game. Not, it's not an equally mediocre game to everything else that came out. Right. Right. And it, you know what? And nothing, and nothing that's come out since has totally blown its doors away. So there's no. nothing out there that, that you know, says, oh, you know... Like the the next WoW killer still the next hasn't WoW arrived. Killer, right? you know, still hasn't arrived. So I mean, there hasn't been anything out there that's been able to supplant them, mm-hmm. and there, and there's a reason for that, right? You know, it's because their their product is so good. The crack is so pure. The crack is so pure, man. <laughs> it is. You know, and, and that's how it is. Um, you know, in the future, you know, I think the the, the future, you know, is going to be very interesting. Uh, big competition coming. I mean, there's big competition coming on the horizon. Uh, whether you know whether Warhammer or Age of Conan is going to be able to deliver uh, a semi 
you know, nice good body shot to World of Warcraft. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, as to your rant, you know, I think I think you've made a really good point. You know, I don't I don't think that you know they came out and it was like all these outside circumstances you know played into their success and that's solely why they've been successful right. i think that they created their own success i do think that there were some outside factors which helped aid it along a little bit but if their game sucked to begin with you know we would have still been playing city of heroes right right jim yeah jim close us out with your comments especially for someone from someone who didn't find wow very appealing I guess I would say that you can't always trust the map. The previous incidents took place between 9.10 p.m. and 9.40... Whoa, 10.45 p.m. Oh, man. Where did our lives go? We went well over 24 minutes. <laughs> We regurgitated a lot of details. And we loved it. In 24 hours. We binged and purged. <laughs> we did. And regurgitated quite a bit. We took a special break. A very special break. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're looking forward to episode 25. Yep. Huh. Look we're how quarter, excited they are. We're a quarter of the way there. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah, for our big episode 100 thing, we'll have to we'll have to begin the planning now. Yes, I think it's going to oh, be yeah. quite a celebration. Like we plan. We are guild leaders. We must plan strategically. We got skills. We will use our strategery. <laughs> Mad, Mad skills. skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Noah, just to put you on the spot, what will the subject matter be of the next podcast? Stuff and things? I think it's going to be guild logos. Guild logos. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. How lame. We'll rate can they the relative be? merits of guild logos and their corresponding color schemes. Oh, excellent. Awesome. I like Fuchsia what they've done with orange. the mauve and taupe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody look forward to that. If yep. you want to see any more of our wonderful, colorful personalities, Mark has a really great entry that he just posted in on our blog on www.channelmassive.com. You can also email us with any thoughts, comments, criticisms, or compliments at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Doesn't mean we'll <laughs> listen, but you can email. And maybe you can also give us a more compelling thing to talk about for our next episode. If not, we'll just come up with the same old bullshit that we keep doing. <laughs> and Jim will be here to cheer us on. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.